0: Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association.
1: Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Today's Issues. That's the name of this show here on the American Family Radio Network, Tim. I'm Tim Wildman with Steve Jordahl, who's now in studio with me. I are. Fred, uh, Fred, and Steve did the tag team between yep. the break.
0: Yep, and I came flying off of the ropes, did a you know back <laughs> somersault, and landed right in the chair. It was amazing.
1: Yes, Steve, you never cease to amaze me mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, with your athletic, lies, your, your, your <laughs> fantastical stories you make up <laughs> about yourself. Uh, Doctor Ray Pritchard, raised in Kansas City, we're in Tupelo, and uh, we hope you're having a, a nice day. And uh, experiencing good weather. It's nice weather across probably 50% of the country. Right, Ray?
2: At least 50%. Yeah. Up, up north, in the northern states, yeah. it's a little bit sketchy. But otherwise, pretty nice day.
1: Um, I, I have a question for you guys before we jump into the news sure, of the day. Sure. Uh, not everything has to be <clears throat> dark and gloomy about COVID. you got to find humor in everything, right? That's true. So, I was... I've been A COVID joke. I've been watching the pub. Yeah, the COVID joke. I've been watching the public when I go out. Allison and I, my wife, we support the Tupelo Restaurant Association.
2: It's the least you can do. It's I the don't. least
1: I can do. I'm telling you, you cook too much in your house. It's not good you, for you. Got to well, get out. Got to get out. You also devalue your home.
0: Every so often.
1: With you, your kitchen, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's right. That's right. You use it too much.
0: The dishes pile up and pile up and pile up and once that's or not. twice a week or a month, you got to wash them. And that's just. Yeah, that's right.
1: They don't no dishes piling up at my house, my friend. <laughs> You've been around my wife.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> they will be, they will be clean within minutes of uh, eating. So that's not the issue. The, uh, but my, here's my question. Up. I'm just going out in public and just <laughs> observing people, right? And in Northeast Mississippi, where we live, I would say five to 10 percent of the people are still wearing masks, maybe five to 10 percent. I'm just just to guess here. but of those, probably 50 percent of those got the mask under the nose. Yeah right, right. Okay. We've been in this thing what? 18 months now, what is this? Seventeen months, 16, something like this.' The, more thing. like 20. Yeah, Whatever it is. It Seems like been, 20 years, doesn't it? Yeah. It's been forever. So my, my question is, why do people wear masks under their nose? That's the question of the day. Ray, what would be your answer to that? Well, it depends
2: yeah. on what part of the country you're in. We were up in Chicago for a ministry retreat just a few weeks ago. And, you know, Illinois under Pritzker and uh, Lori Lightfoot up there in Chicago. I mean, they've been draconian. And it's quite different there than, say, northeast Mississippi. But we were having a retreat, and you walk in, and there are signs everywhere, signs everywhere. Wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask. And we talked with uh, the—I'm going to say this just generally. We talked with whoever it was in charge of dealing with our rather small retreat group. And he said, yes, those signs are up because the local government says we have to put them up. But we simply put the signs up. We don't worry about whether people wear masks or not. And he said, if you look at most of our staff, they're exactly what you say. They the staff is wearing the mask because they have to, but they are pulled down under their nose so they can breathe. And he said that's just, maybe that's one way of fighting back a little bit against the draconian overreach.
1: Okay, now you're talking about people who are living in a place where it's, right. where the government imposes mask mandates. That's
2: exactly right.
1: That's no longer the case in Northeast Mississippi where we live. These are these are our fellow Americans, who Steve, who are voluntarily wearing masks out to our restaurant, for example. But they're wearing them pulled down under their nose, and I'm am just, just thinking to myself, what what is the point of your of your mask? It,
0: it's certainly not effective uh, from a medical standpoint if you they think? ever if they ever were effective <laughs> to begin with i saw a tweet from a guy who lives in a i don't know where he's, yeah. he's at but he's in one of these areas like us where yeah. you don't have to wear the mask and he was angry because he says i don't know whether i should take my mask uh, off or not he says i'm afraid if i take my mask off someone's gonna think i'm a trump supporter and he's considering <laughs> wearing it all the time just so it's a political statement it was for this guy I'm not saying it is yeah. for everybody, but yeah. for this guy,
2: I just, you know, so, if you want, so, so if what you is wanna, going on, Tim, when somebody I, wears the mask, I, but I, pulls it under their nose?
1: I, well, I've I wondered about the psychology of this. Again, this is people who are voluntarily wearing a mask because they want to, yet they pull it under <clears> their nose and walk around. And I'm, maybe, maybe it's their other family members who are saying, get a mask on or uh-huh, we're all going to uh-huh. die. And they say, "Okay, I'll put the mask on,
2: but it, I'm not going to cover my But I'm not really going
1: to. I'm not going to wear it, really. But <laughs> a little
2: passive aggressive,
1: yeah. So, but if it makes you happy, keeps you off my back, here, here's your mask. Or here's maybe your maybe mask, that's right. what's going on. I don't know. I don't understand it, but
0: uh, well, understanding human nature, that, uh, there's whole professions about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the, the mask, the mask alone in the car, that, that's a different <laughs> animal altogether, right there. Yeah. Huh?
2: What's up with that? <laughs>
1: I don't know. Um, all right. So, if you want to wear a mask, go ahead. Knock yourself out. But well, don't do that. Then you might stop breathing.
0: Well, yeah. Well, you it breathe when think you're it's literally out. here, figuratively, right. figuratively <laughs> speaking.
1: All right, Steve, all go right. ahead. Hey,
0: um, so parents are getting fed up. We've been uh, talking about Loudoun County, for example, the school boards. Virginia. In Virginia. And the school boards and parents. Just not, you know, getting fed up with being brushed to the side when it comes to their parents' education. So their kids' education. I'm sorry. Yes, their kids' education. Sorry. Very good. Their parents are in school. That would be a, a problem of a whole different yeah, sort, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, Josh Hawley has a, a solution. He is introducing a bill, which is the Parents' Bill of Rights Act. Um, and he's uh, put it in. It's he's introduced it in Congress, and this is what it would do. It would give parents the right to know what their minor child is being taught in school, the right to, inform, uh, uh, to information on who's teaching their child, the right to information on individuals and organizations receiving contracts from the school, the right to visit the school and check on their kids during school hours, the right to every school record, medical, counseling, otherwise, the right to information about the collection and transmission of the minor child's data, who are they talking to, the right to have sufficient accountability and transparency regarding school boards, and the right to know about situations affecting their minor children's safety in school. I thought, um, I thought parents already had those rights. No. I, they, they should. They should. and, and But in some cases, you, uh, you're a parent, you're told you can't get, for example, you can't get in and check in <clears> the kid's <throat> classroom. I'm sure that if it's a preschool or kindergarten or first grade or something like that, they'd make a different. Listen, the, re- but- the, re-
1: the reaction in some of the parts of the country among parents with their children in school is, you know, parents are not looking for something else to complain about just to be an annoying uh, citizen. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's happening is people are being pushed with this critical race theory garbage, right, pushed on uh, put uh, being taught. And it is being taught in some school systems, despite what the left says. Uh, that the bottom line of that is white people are evil. <laughs> if you if you want to get to the bottom line of critical race theory, where white people are the oppressors of the world, and they need to be shamed and guilted uh, continuously till the end of time. That's CRT, basically in a nutshell. There's much more to it, but I'm getting to the most offensive and egregious parts of right, it. Right. Then the, the, that and then the pushing of this transgendered garbage is just people are just – even people who are, would consider themselves liberals are just getting sick and tired of it. Don't teach my seven-year-old boy that there's no difference between a male and a female. Right. Just teach them math. Just teach them science, okay? <laughs> teach them phonics, Whatever. But we're not going to get into this transgender stuff, uh, pushing it on st- students in, in school, right? That's what the reaction is to. Uh, and as much for the as most anything part.
2: else, Tim, that explains what happened in Virginia a week ago. Yes. T- you know, Terry McAuliffe thought he had an easy road, and then Youngkin comes along, who I think a year ago outside Virginia. Nobody had heard of him, and I think even inside Virginia a year ago, very few people knew of him. Now he's the governor-elect of the state of Virginia. It's those very issues, particularly suburban suburban parents finally said, enough is enough right. is enough. Well, these aren't necessarily
1: conservative folks. No, nope. nope. It's across the board where, where parents are getting tired of this stuff. And um, the people who claim to be for the science oftentimes – are the same people who tell us we can't know the difference between a male and a female. Right. Huh? Have you noticed this? Yeah. They tell us, follow the science. And then we, and then they're the same people who say, we don't know. There's no, there's no, uh, you can't define male or female. Anyway, that's what the reaction is in most of the school boards across the uh, country. And there's some, there's some places where the teachers are getting into promoting Marxism.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: And anti Americanism, which is related to critical race theory, although it's not exactly the same thing. So there is a reaction to that as well. All right, Steve, next story.
0: Uh, just uh, breaking now, I'm just reading this. Uh, California Congresswoman Jackie Spire is quitting Congress. He's uh, uh, been a, a true blue uh, Democrat uh, congressman. Uh, and what they're surmising is another, with this, the sub. Title of this page says, Another Trump-hating Democrat sees the 2022 writing on the wall.
1: Well, if things don't change, and, and they could. Stranger things have happened in politics. But if things don't change, if the if, if things stay about the same through 2022, uh, Ray, the Democrats are going to get wiped out all across the country in races. And, and you're going to see a lot of people retiring who are Democrats because they don't want to face the... Uh, prospect of losing
2: Whoever. first of all I, steve i'd never heard her name until till you just said it but she does see the handwriting on the wall mm-hmm. she understands things could change right they yeah. things right. change all the time <clears throat> right but at <clears throat> least now this is setting up to be a bloodbath yeah election for the democrats they're in real trouble they, i mean they may lose the house and the senate next november they need right. some, the
1: Democrats mark. need some good news and, and there's just not a lot of it out there with gas prices. Do you see it in California? Gas prices are for like four fifty, right? Do you see this?
2: Yeah, I've seen that.
1: Someplace in California? I can't imagine paying. What what is your gas in Tupelo right now? Uh what are we, three ten, something like that? I Steve? actually
0: at uh at Kroger I just paid two ninety-seven. Yeah, three dollars. Uh, about about roughly a three dollar average. It, it, what, it's it's what crazy.
2: It? We're 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 happy if we got three Two ninety seven instead of we're just under three dollars. What is it, is it in Kansas City? <clears throat> 315, 320 I saw the other day. It's going up all the time. Where I see no signs that's going to turn around. And in California, they're going to be over five dollars before too long. Yeah. So so this is just another part of the supply chain stuff. The inflation. Joe Biden is right. Gonna, and what it's a mess. Side, side note, guys. What is the deal with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? Is there a is there an internal White House feud between the president? Well, and you, the president?
0: Yeah. <laughs> What's you, going on there? That's the rumor. Uh, we talked a little bit about this yesterday, Ray, but... CNN is reporting. CNN is saying that there has been some uh, discomfort within the Kamala, Kamala Harris uh, office, and uh, she's feeling like she's being shoved to the side when it comes to the next successor of joe biden in 2024 or 2028 depending on if he runs again and most people think he will not 2028 in that the one after 2024 he can run again no she, when she would be able to run she was she will be able to run or the next yeah Democrat, but that's are you that's are a used, long you, no what Yes, it was, okay. Well, so I understand what
1: you're saying, Steve, but the 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 problem at hand in this immediate moment is that uh yes, there's a, there's if you believe CNN, there is a rift between Biden and Harris and their respective staffs. And um uh you know, basically Harris she can't get out of her own way.
2: Right? Right. What right. has she done? What has she done? Well, she's, in, been, she's, she's been
1: she's been shopping in Paris. She went to the El Paso <laughs> airport.
0: She has been given a lot of the dirty work. Uh, she got the crisis on the border. It's and now hung on her. So everything that's kind of hard and bad news seems to be going her way. And guess who is uh, the the rising stars? Pete Buttigieg, who has just oh yeah. gi- who's just been a given, rising star, just been given the keys. To- <laughs> He has just been given the well, keys to a one-point-whatever-trillion-dollar package. Oh, the infrastructure deal. And he gets to, right. he gets okay. to decide yeah, he, how to He's it.
1: still on maternity leave trying I to figure he's back. out
0: he's back <sighs> how you
1: breastfeed a baby.
0: So <laughs> um, I'm not saying that there is something to this whole Kamala-Biden thing, but yeah. I want you to hear this. Yesterday they had this uh, big party for signing – of this infrastructure bill. And everybody came, and it was one of those things you hand out pens, and everything was outside. And everybody made speeches, and it was time for Kamala to make a speech. And I want you to hear how she was introduced. This is Cut Eight. Hey.
1: Please welcome Heather Kurtenbach.
2: <laughs> what? In a moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness.
2: Oh no! Please
1: have a seat. Oh, that's just a Saturday Night Live skit. That that's a metaphor for their whole presidency. Yes, uh, it is. She was standing at the p- in the the whole time. So I, you're telling I, me? I don't
2: blame her for feeling a little bit, a little yeah, uncertain it's, at it's, this right. point. All
1: right. First of all, "Hail to the Chief" is playing.
0: I know, right? That, right okay. That's right. only
1: for the president. It is. Okay. That's playing in the background. I don't know who coordinated this event on the White House <laughs> lawn. <a> <laughs> it's like, it's like who's on first, and then right. so so so. <laughs> Hail to the Chief is playing. Vice President Harris is standing at the podium, right? Yeah. Right. And the the uh, MC is announcing somebody else's name
0: while she's getting ready to speak. Standing there. Standing, waiting at the podium. it <laughs> does
2: sound like a Saturday Night Live kind of skit, you know? <laughs> oh, Some, my
0: I've goodness. Been seen I haven't watched the show, but a lot of people are saying that this is a, uh, an episode of Veep. Right? Apparently, that's a comedy about the vice comedy. president. Uh, yeah, so.
1: Anyway, I, it's just... Uh, maybe maybe
2: Kamala Harris should get the resume ready. Pull it out of the drawer and just dust it off a little. Always good to think ahead, guys, right? Always good to be prepared. So, oh, what did you
1: sh- see her the other day? She was in uh, Paris. Yep. And the reporters are talking to her about the Russian buildup on the Ukrainian border. And she's... St- She's standing there talking to reporters while she's got shopping bags in both hands.
2: Oh no.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, she no. she would she, oh, she had no. spent her time shopping oh, there in Paris and she's got her little way that she tackles and laughs or whatever you call it and answering answering we were yes, we're very concerned about now listen. I don't fault her for shopping in Paris. I no, mean, no. you know, go for it. See whatever you want to do. You're the Vice President. I don't care. But there there's something to be said for optics. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And when you're the Vice President of the United States and you're, you're 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 you know you're going to be met by the media, hand your Paris shopping bags to your aide.
2: Isn't that the aide's job? Yes. To to, to protect the image
1: of the vice president. That's right. That's what
2: you're there for. Take the shopping bags, put them off to the side. So she's got her
1: shopping bags in both hands talking about, yeah, we're really worried about, uh, we're really concerned about the Russian buildup on the Ukrainian uh, border. Uh, Honey, what time do we go to the Louvre?
0: Oh, it's, it's. (laughs) 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 Right. Right after the ice Tower.
1: It it just, now listen. Republican vice presidents have had their moments too. Sure, it was just comedic to me to to watch. And, and she needs a win somewhere. She needs a image booster, does the vice president? Because right now, it's just one one comedy skit after another one. Uh, that's well. One most, one
2: final word. Yeah, CNN would never have. I mean. CNN, I understand, we, we don't consider them the most reliable right. news source in the world, but given their ties, they wouldn't run a story like that unless there was something to it, right? Unless they actually hit talk. They
1: oh, that's what making- I'm saying. Yeah, they're pro-Democrat all the way. Right. The last thing they want to do is make the White House look bad, and CNN is reporting there's a rift, a serious rift between Harris and the Harris team and the Biden team, and uh, that they're not the Biden team is not uh, giving her enough uh, serious work to do, I guess, which would improve her image. Although he gave her the border crisis, he's not giving her anything
0: she could be success-
1: successful she, at. She didn't. Right. She doesn't care about that. The border crisis It's too hard. It can that? She can't. You well, you. I don't want to revisit this whole thing, but I will just say this: you don't hand somebody. problem to solve when they don't think it's a problem Harris has no problem with people pouring over our borders illegally so she's not going to do anything to try to stop it because she doesn't believe it's a problem in the first place because she doesn't care about border control so don't hand her a problem she doesn't think is a problem because she's not going to do anything to solve it does that make sense no but, yeah, I don't I agree. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah.
2: I clearly, mean, what she I, was. Clearly, she wasn't extremely interested no. in that. Right? It's now bootages, bootages, You go for it. Well, thank you. He gets. And he's though, the he mayor. The, mayor Pete. Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete gets the infrastructure yeah. bill, and there's a lot of glory. I mean, that's a that's a real Washington plum because he's going to hand out a billion here and a billion there and become a hero. Yeah. You would think. She, you would think they would have. Given that to her, but I guess not.
1: Yeah. So,
0: all right, Steve. All right. Um, Congressman Lance Gooden of Texas uh, was handed a document by a whistleblower, and uh, this what he found was that there's some nonprofits out there that are helping out with the immigration crisis. In other words, when people they're helping with the housing and such, um, and they've been secretly putting these people in abandoned hotels in California. Um, four points by Sheraton is one in San Diego, the Wyndham, the Ramada Inn. And they're given packets, and this is what – so who, who are we
1: talking about now that's being put in that put in there?
0: Uh, the people illegal, who are coming out here illegal, illegally? Yeah. Illegal aliens. Okay. And so uh, Lance Gooden was handed this packet. He says, the packet is what I received from the whistleblower a few weeks ago, and in this packet it details how to go to the airport, how to get past the TSA without identification, how to enroll your children in school and assimilate in one of the, whatever community you desire to go into. And the, they talked to a TSA guy who said, I'm getting some very convincing letters and letting people on the airplane. In fact, they're letting people on the airplane. Who's doing this? Well, it's several nonprofits that they, that they're, they uh, don't name in this article.
1: Um, uh, okay. I saw one named. Are you sure? Let me see that article. Uh, Anyway, what we're talking about here is people who are helping to facilitate and promote the continuing uh, flood of migrants into this country illegally. And uh, I thought I saw that. Well, anyway, yes. uh, Gooden indicated that the biggest propagators of this operation were the Catholic Charities of San Diego and something called the Jewish Family Association. Huh. So you have some there are some christian organizations and i guess the jewish in this case who are um if they, if that's accurate they're, they're they're helping people to avoid the law basically
2: is, get, uh, and they're getting them into the country and putting them up in. Airplanes, hotels. Those are, and Those are pretty nice hotels they're being put up in, too.
1: Yeah, you know what? As we've said before, doesn't need to really be said again, but I, I did, we all have sympathy for poor people and people who are in poverty and people who are desperate, and that's what those people are who are coming up through Central America, Mexico, Haiti. They're just trying to get to America for a better life, and that's understandable. But, but the uh, part the role that the United States federal government has to play <clears throat> is keeping law and order. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, you, and if you're going to have a border, then defend it. Right. If you're not just say y'all come and uh, we don't worry. We're, we're not, not going to keep up with Who's coming into our country any longer. And if we're going to say that, let's do away with passports at JFK and Atlanta airports. All right. Just say, we're not checking passports anymore because that's offensive. <clears throat> Uh, because we need to be welcoming, right?
2: Just come on in.
1: Just come on in. So either you have law and order or you don't. Yeah. President Trump said we got to defend our borders. We got to have law and order, and and uh, or, or we don't have a country. And Biden says Biden says Biden and Harris say we don't care how many people come here. We're not going to do anything to stop them. And that's the position of the Democrat Party right now, unfortunately. All right. uh, Have a good day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow on today's issues. And um, keep listening to American Family Radio.